right, so Nathan, how would you define marketing? How would I define marketing? Yeah. So I, I, guess, I guess I'd say marketing is the activity of um, growing your, the, the activity that goes into growing your business. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily just growing it profitability-wise, but improving things like the reputation of your business, the way that people identify with your business, um, and, and that sort of thing. So um, through, so there's marketing and then there's communications, which is a separate thread of marketing and often people get the two confused. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so go into that a bit more, like the distinction between the two. Yeah, so marketing in and of itself is the act of generating leads, closing leads, seeing the numbers go up, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know your ROI sort of stuff. I've spent X and I've generated Y. That's that's strictly what like ROI focused marketing is. Um, leaning maybe towards more communications. That's things like how are you communicating with your customers? How are you communicating with your potential customers? How are you communicating with your audience? So communications includes things like public relations, press releases. Um, newsletters, emails, social media content, content creation, um, how your customer journey within the businesses, um, you know, how do you deal with it at each touch point? Um, what happens if you have a bad customer experience? How you turn that around? That is all I would say on the communications side or operational as well sort of falls in there. Yeah. Um, and that's what really builds up the reputation of your company. Um, and builds up the brand and often doing that really well can generate you half of the leads that you need because people yeah. want to want people that do a good job basically yeah and so because marketing is so broad just to sort of narrow it down and make it you know really useful for the viewers listeners let's just assume and frame the conversation around um, like a, a trades business or a local business um, that let's say you know they're service-based and they want to grow some more. So in that sense, um, for that client, and I know you've got a lot of clients like that, what would you recommend? Um, so the first thing to start really is understanding where you want to get to. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever you're, 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 you're doing a marketing strategy or, or running a business or whatever, you know, you need to think about you're here, you want to get to somewhere. So um, that's often what sort of business do you want to build? What's your um, profit targets? Because as a business, you really should focus on the bottom line more than your turnover, which is a vanity metric. And then from that, um, you, that then informs your marketing strategy. So um, if you're wanting to go big quickly, um, my, my recommendations would be to spend a, say, 10% of the end of your end of year goal right from day one on the different avenues so whether you're doing your google ads um, whether you're doing email marketing whether you're doing networking you know you just want to list it out and do everything mm -hmm. um direct mail direct marketing so breaking down every stream of marketing if you've got that budget mm -hmm. if you're more maybe a little bit more conservative a bit more picky maybe don't want to you know get those big numbers which not every business owner's goal is that is to think about what sort of types of marketing are likely to get me the customers that I want 
they're the best sort of customers um, in the easiest way and for the cheapest amount. Um, so if we take a plumber, for example, obviously you've sort of got what I call the hygiene factor, which well, I assume would be your checker trades, your witch trusted traders, that sort of thing. Um, and then bolted onto that, networking works really well for, for trades businesses. Um, but not just going to, going to networking meetings, but actively going and building up those connections with developers, with estate agents. So you want to be identifying the sort of businesses you want to connect to, doing a good job for them. Um, and then sort of starting with there, really, and then sort of bolting on different strategies as you go. Um, I wouldn't really recommend for, say, if, if we're a plumber, wouldn't really recommend doing leafleting for example, because it's a little bit old school, they just get thrown away. Um, but you might want to be doing, on top of connecting and building your, your network, um, going out and actively marketing. So identifying a type of business that you want to partner with. So for example, maybe going along a similar thread, uh, block management companies, and putting yourself out there, um, and maybe cold calling, popping in with, a box of chocolates or something like that trying to build up that connection um, and build up your brand within a certain field um, that's an area where i think if you're a smaller business and you want to grow um they would be your key streams yeah, um, yeah. so if we wanted to just really sort of laser focus on the networking strategy how, how would that actually look for a plumber so turn up yeah no i think you need to if, if i was a plumber put myself in a plumber's shoes i'm just starting out you know maybe i've been uh, working with someone else for 10 years i know what i'm doing um i've got an idea of how to sell my services i've got myself all set up and i'm thinking okay right i need to do a bit of this networking stuff the first place I would say start is literally just hit Google and go to local networking events in, so I'm in Bexley at the moment, so local network, business networking in Bexley. And just go through the first couple of pages of results, um, build a bit of a database around all of the different events. And there's only going to be five, six, seven, probably face-to-face, face -face, I wouldn't recommend online necessarily. It's not, I don't find it works very well. Face-to-face -face networking events. Um, look at who else, if they're a member list, look at who else is going to those. So people that you can connect with. Often, um, very often and, bigger. And when they get into the room, yeah. who, should, who should they be looking to speak to? Um, yeah, so they should be looking to speak to primarily people that can refer them business. Mm -hmm. um, so you, if you go to a networking group and you lock people out, for example, as you're the only plumber, if anyone in that group needs plumbing, they're gonna pretty much come to you anyway. So you need to think about people in that group that have, can refer you business. So it might even be like we use the phrase estate agents, um, but you know, the estate agent has a problem. They might have a hundred rental properties and they might have a dodgy plumber. Well, you can be the solution to their problem. Um, so you just kind of need to look at maybe even there might be an accountant in the group going out and spending time with that accountant. They might have a load of trades that and are other businesses that are relevant to you. So you can then connect with them through, through that 
source. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where to start really. But networking is, is, is a slow burn. You're not going to turn up on day one and expect your phone to be, be ringing off the hook, your diary to be packed, you know, three, six months, you need to give it time. Mm -hmm. But it's very powerful because once you people start using you, they pretty much stick with you. Yeah. Good up, good, good reliable. So you mentioned sort of the rate of return and the speed of return. So, you know, let's categorize it in, you know, fast um, and slow. And what falls within fast, what falls within slow, but then also what are the trade-offs? Because naturally, of course, if somebody just offers you the fast option and the slow option, you'd be crazy not to just take the fast option. But of course, there's, you know, like inherent uh, trade-offs for anything. So if you're getting the fast option, there's something you've got to, that you're, it's going to cost you and there's a consequence of doing it, right? Versus the slow. Yeah. Yeah. So I would sort of preface this answer with um, slower in business often means better foundations. Mm. It often means that you get a stronger business. It's more sustainable for the long term. Yeah. Unless you're going for a massive business and you're just going to go hell for leather and you know, just yeah, like a sort of tech company or something, and you just yeah, burn <laughs> through everyone's cash. <laughs> maybe it will work. But um, no, you know the the slow option that is building up those relationships. Mm -hmm. So we got um, networking and slow. Yeah. I would put probably check a trade in a faster option. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of trades don't like check trades and which trusted traders um, and coming off of them because it's sort of clients, you know, my builder, for example. Um, but those, those connections can still be valuable. You could get a property developer phone you up off check trade and mm -hmm. you become a client for life. Yeah. Um, so those, those are the, you know, the direct to consumer options, which are fast. Um, I would say Google Ads is probably a relatively faster option. Mm -hmm. um, talk about trade-offs is Google Ads can be expensive. So if you're paying, say, 20, 30 pounds a lead, you might have to get through three leads to get a job. Your job might wash its face. That job might not make you loads of profit, but you could buy a relationship for a long term and um, you know again you might hit um someone that calls you four times in a year and then the next year needs a new boiler and, and you become their reliable yeah, yeah and just in case anybody misses that because um, we're just saying it so casually because we know it but for the person listening you know that's like a huge huge you know strategy and essentially it's how you build the foundations of your business is like what Nathan just said there, right? So it's, you're being willing to acquire the customer at, you know, maybe even break even. So the Google ad may have cost you 200 quid. You go to the client um, and you, all you do is just break even, but now you've got that relationship. And next time that client calls you, if you've done a good job, obviously, then the next fee that they, you know, pay of yours may be a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds. Like they said, they could be a property developer and it could be 10 grand. It could be any, right? And you don't have to pay the cost to acquire that customer again. So is that something that you actually break down to your clients when they first come to you as to, you know, which strategy they're going to go for, whether it's like a long-term play where they're you know, acquiring a customer and try to make money on the back end, or 
Um, whether are they all trying to just, you know, become profitable on the first transaction? Depends on what they come expecting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, business is a mindset thing, mm. right? So ultimately, whenever we onboard a, a client looking for advertising, the first thing as a marketing agency that we always make sure we do is help them understand how it works. Um, and as marketing agencies can have a bad rep. I quite often hear clients that come to me and have been burnt before by marketing agencies because they've spent X thousand and haven't got anything back. Um, I think very wrongly, people can sort of come to a marketing agency thinking that they've got the magical fairy dust and um, abdicate, abdicate all their marketing. Yeah. Just... Yeah. And it absolutely doesn't work like that. You know, you, you might have a business, not have a clue how to market it, pay a marketing agency and bam, you know, you're huge. That's not how it works. So um, when people come on board, obviously we have a very open conversation about um, when it comes to, paid advertising, how it works, and what sort of returns they could expect. Um, around that, yeah, we have conversation around sort of what their profit margins. So moving off of a trade, just to touch on e-commerce, for example, we have a rule when it comes to e-commerce advertising where we don't onboard a client for Google Shopping ads, which is a form of Google advertising. If they're... Um, cost of sale or sorry cost of goods is more than one third of their cost of the item because generally when you come to that like you can get um, every one pound you spend on google shopping you can get it to make about three but it can be hard to get it to make more and if if you're 50 cost of goods you're going to make a loss but you need to understand that so it does tie in with their strategy mm. um but it, it, as I say, it's a mindset thing. It very much does depend on what that individual is expecting. I have had clients in the past where um, they're expecting to make a lot of money out of every single sale that they make. And, you know, we've, we've explained to them that you, you might have broken even on the first sale, but look at all these other things you've done afterwards. They don't get it. And when it gets to that sort of relationship, because we're honest and transparent and you know, ethical on the whole, I, I will sort of turn around and say, look, I don't think this form of advertising is right for you and your business. Um, you know, we'll, we won't charge you any notice, but I think we need to stop it because I don't want to allow you to keep spending your money where it's, you know, it, it is working because I know it is, but where you're not thinking it's working. Yeah, yeah. And so what tends to be the sort of challenge or problem that a lot of clients come to you with um, on the advertising side, to be fair, it's lead generation, okay. ultimately. Um, that, the, but they, they, they might come saying, my problem is lead generation, but then their problem might be slow website, a website that doesn't look very good, to the, you know, all these sorts of other, mm. other issues. Um, but generally nine times out of 10, yeah, when it comes to Google, because it's, if we're just talking about, Google advertising anyway, that's a very direct form of advertising. Yeah. And so what could a, a plumber go back to, let's call him Joe. He deserves a name at this at this stage. So let's say um, Joe wants to get into Google advertising. He sort of approaches uh, Robust Marketing um, and he wants to start 
what what happens um yeah so the process as really with any marketing agency um is we have an initial call about expectations um might do that on zoom might do it on the phone might do it face to face really it depends on what that person feels comfortable with mm. um you know we we talk through the sort of results how we work um you know we as i say we're always very transparent we show our clients the google ads platform that's their, basically their campaign is theirs you know we explain it can take two to three months to actually start seeing a return because there's a process that we have to go through so we we always start by saying that this is an experiment it doesn't always get you what you're wanting to get out of it mm-hmm. but you know what you want to do it you come to us and we'll do that for you and it will be done properly rather than you just wasting all of your money mm-hmm. um so we talk them through we build out their campaign send them a draft of their campaign and then you know the campaign kicks off um and we we work very consultatively with our clients um some clients like to just leave us to get on other clients like to be more involved so you know some campaigns work out the box some campaigns we have to go right we're getting the right traffic to someone's website but no one's picking up the phone or no one's getting in touch and uh, and there's the traffic might be accurate and we're then looking at okay is there something we can do on the website to help it convert better um because there's that phrase you can lead a horse to water but you can't always make it drink so our our job when it comes to google advertising is two sides it's getting you the right traffic so for a plumber for example we might be getting people googling um local plumber bexley plumber near me emergency plumber all that sort of thing if that's what we're getting people googling and then clicking through to the website but none of those people are say you've got hundreds and none of those people are picking up the phone well they're getting the right sort of traffic because people are searching for the right thing so we then need to start thinking about working with the client well can we try a few things to see if we can get this traffic to then actually start converting into sales um and look at why that is so there's some tools that we use um generally it's the client has to come along for the journey sometimes people aren't wanting to continue making the investment um because obviously you know you do need to keep running the campaign and investing it so that's why you know when you're starting off you need to have at least sort of 1500 quid you're happy to put into it in terms of your all of your costs to see if it works so we give everyone we call the phone numbers and you know give them a call and all that sort of stuff uh, and so let's say you know so that's the agency option let's say somebody didn't have uh the budget or they just wanted to try it out for themselves um how would you recommend somebody in that position get started um i know it's a, it's a, it's a long yeah long it's a little bit like asking a professional decorator how to uh show someone how to paint a very complicated wall um unfortunately google tries to make it easy so there's something called google ads express um so if you have a google my business profile which is where your little business shows in the right hand side of google you've probably had an email at some point in time from google saying hey here's some ads credit come and try us out um and they might give you 125 pounds if you spend 300 pounds in your first month and you're like sweet i'll on board um so you can use google ads express which 
it takes you through the setup process. You know, you put, you build your ad, follow it step by step. Um, you put in your keywords. If you're tech able, you can add conversions to your website, you know, track phone calls and that sort of thing. It's a little bit technical to do that. So if you're just, you know, doing it yourself, that might, you might struggle to do that. So actually recording the conversion data could be hard. The problem with Google Ads Express is they don't give you all of the insights and information that you need. You don't have the powerful tools, but it's somewhere you can certainly stick a bit of budget behind and have a go. The challenge is often we will get clients, and I've taken on one recently, where they had a Google Ads Express account and, and it didn't work for them. And they were very unsure about rolling it forward. And it only through our you know, our approach and show them how it works, we're able to do that. So that's one option. The other option that has been proven to work quite well for trades businesses. Um, I've not actually run any of these ads myself because it's a relatively new thing, is called local search ads. Uh, so within Google, you might have noticed over the past couple of months, some little, rather than the, the, the search results, you get little boxes with stars appearing at the top. So they're yeah, called local yeah. search ads. So you access those through a different platform. You can just Google, you know, Google local search ads and, and you'll, you'll find a link. And those ads you have to apply for. So through your Google My Business profile, do a little um, like check kind of thing. And then you can run, run those ads for trades businesses. They, I understand that they are potentially almost better than your, your Google ads. So I would recommend that if there is a, a plumber looking to run some ads yourself, that you start off with local search ads. Yeah, and then let's say um, any of the sort of new tools and new products that Google release or any of the platforms, it's actually a really good idea to test them out really early because it's all based on a bidding strategy and competition. So naturally, the less competition you have, the more advantage you're going to have on it. Um, so yeah, there might be a bit of trial and error in this phase, but you know, if your competition aren't on it, then you're going to get much better results. So rather yeah. than waiting for everybody else to adopt it first, get in there early, get to grips with it, and then you know start reaping the rewards. And then some of the challenge with with particularly plumbing ads, you know, if you're doing it yourself, um, if you're putting local plumber, you know, Bexley plumber, or Bexley plumbing, for example, if you're using Ads Express, you might get people, your ad showing, people clicking on it for local plumbing shop, local plumbing supplies. You could find that a lot of your traffic isn't even relevant to your business. Mm -hmm. um, but plumbing keywords, the cost per click. So every time someone clicks, that's when you get charged. Can be quite high because it's a very plumbing is a very competitive area when it comes to Google Ads. So um, you know we've done plumbing ads in the past, and you're looking at between four and seven pounds per click. Um, but what I would certainly say is get your conversion tracking set up. Even if you get an agency. You know, we would set up someone's conversion tracking for them. And I think our charge would be about 50 quid plus that. But get an agency to at least set that up at the beginning because what you want to be looking at is what is your cost per conversion rather than your cost per click. Yeah. So sometimes we'll get 
will run ads and a client will look and say, oh, I've been paying five pound per click. I'm not happy with this. And I'm like, you've been paying 15 pound per lead. Don't worry about what you're paying per click. It's about the end result. And that's what we want to focus on. Yeah. And I mean, that will definitely lead us into another topic of conversions, which, you know, we could talk about for another couple of hours so yeah. what we'll do is we'll wrap it up there and then maybe meet up again, do a bit of a, uh, a profile on a specific business and sort of show them how to grow practically and the whole process of it. But um, obviously we'll wrap this one up. We like to keep these nice and short and punchy. Um, so Nathan, where can people find out more about you and Robust Marketing? You can Google Robust Marketing and head to robustmarketing.com. So just spell it out just in case. It'll probably be around us somewhere on this screen anyway, but yeah, just in case uh, the editor doesn't catch it. <laughs> spell it out. R-O-B-U-S for sugarmarketing.com. Right. No T. No T. Nice oh, one, Nick. <laughs> catch you soon. Cheers. Thanks, baby.